0: ag network on demand we've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen this report is brought to you by montana fish wildlife and parks who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists it's up to us respect access protect the hunt now time for the report Good morning everybody, Coulter Brown here from the Northern Ag Network with our Morning Market Report. Yesterday afternoon, our team watched two hearings in the Montana legislature that were held at the same time, one in the House Ag Committee and one in the Senate on right-to-repair laws for agricultural equipment. The bills are separate, but both do aim to require manufacturers to ensure farmers and independent repair shops have access to the tools and software needed to repair equipment. Proponents of the bill included Montana Farmers Union President Walter Schweitzer, who told about some of the challenges he experienced in getting equipment repaired. He talked about a similar bill last session that would have implemented right to repair, for which he blamed lobbyists from major equipment manufacturers for not passing. Other proponents included the Northern Plains Resource Council, a former mechanic, and individuals engaged in IT repair. Opposed to the bill was the Montana Farm Bureau, Montana Chamber of Commerce, and Equipment Dealers Association. Representatives and owners of dealerships like Hoven Equipment, RDO, CNB, Torgerson's, Frontline Egg Solutions, and Tri County Implement all testified in opposition. The dealers said they already offer the software and tools that the bill asked for. Both committees were told only a handful of farmers or independent repair shops have purchased those tools from equipment dealers in Montana. The discussion seems to be whether those tools will allow farmers to make the necessary repairs and whether manufacturers should be limited on what they can charge. You can find the links to read both bills on our website at northernag.net. Farmers and ranchers work hard, no matter the season. So BNSF never stops working for Montana's farmers and ranchers. Each winter, we face high winds and drifting snow. BNSF takes extra precaution to ensure freight is delivered safely to destination. We prepare for every storm with equipment, positioning, people, and resource coverage. A heartfelt thank you to our crews who work tirelessly and relentlessly to move Montana's high-quality products, no matter the season. This is BNSF. To Montana Pulse farmers, would you like to streamline your farming operation this spring? Hi, this is Brandon Newman with Verdesian Life Sciences. I'm pleased to introduce Primo GX2 granular inoculant for pea, lentil, and chickpeas. Primo GX2 provides two strains of rhizobia for your pea, lentil, and chickpea operation while providing an additional bacteria for superior growth-promoting power. Three bacteria, three pulse crops, one easy-to-use product, Primo GX2. Let your farm run more efficient this year with Primo GX2. The USDA has announced another round of investments to increase independent meat processing capacity, expand market opportunities for producers, and create jobs in rural areas. $59 million will be paid out in rural development grants. One of the largest projects is $25 million to Riverbend Meats in Idaho Falls. The money will be used to build a new state-of-the-art facility that will double the plant's processing capacity from 3 to 600 head of cattle per day. And $3.3 million will go to CNF Enterprises, a new company building a 30,000-square-foot facility in New Underwood, South Dakota, that will process 4,000 head per year. Well, the demand for used equipment has shot through the roof the last several years. A lot of factors involved in that. Improved commodity prices and increased government payments did put more cash in producers' pockets, but also the lack of availability of new equipment has increased demand for used— Travis Hackard from Big Iron Auctions told me that they don't see the used equipment market slowing down anytime soon. We thought 2021 was a hot year. and 2022, markets just increased. We finished up at the end of the year with, you know, a three-day sale. We had 9,000 items. And the values seem to keep staying up there, and, and there's a lot of equipment on the market. You know, I think older, lower hour equipment, it just seems like everything's in a high demand right now. The phone's are really ringing for these spring sales. We have a ham forage focus auction coming up the first week in April. That looks like to be a big sale for especially this part of the country. And Senator John Tester will hold an in-person public listening session in Haver tomorrow to hear from farmers, ranchers, and other stakeholders in preparation for the 2023 Farm Bill. The Senator will be joined by a panel of area producers tomorrow at 11 a.m. at MSU Northern in the Sub Ballroom. The Senator held three listening sessions last month in Sydney, Glasgow, and Plentywood. Are you ready to quit tobacco? Wyoming Quit Tobacco triples your chances. Our free program gives you access to your very own trained quit coach, a quit plan personalized just for you. Free gum, patches, and even help with prescription medications, as well as 24-7 access to tools and support. Now is the time to live tobacco-free. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit quitwyo.org to get started. Brought to you by the Wyoming Department of Health. Paid for by Tobacco Settlement Funds. The cattle futures found support from a sharply higher wholesale beef market Tuesday, with a choice cutout gaining four dollars. That helped the April live cattle to get up to one sixty five ten, gaining forty five cents. June up seventy five at one sixty eighty seven. For the feeder cattle, both the March and April contracts up thirty five cents. March at one eighty six eighty seven. April at one ninety eighty. Last week's cash cattle market was one to three dollars stronger. Dress sales mostly two fifty six to two fifty eight. Live trade from one fifty nine to one sixty two. And yesterday we saw cash sales as high as one sixty four at the stock cow and bred heifer sale in Miles City. Bred heifers sold from eighteen sixty to twenty one and a quarter. Young bred cows from two thousand twenty five to twenty one hundred. 5- 5- to 8-year-old bred cows from 1650 to 1850 and solid-mouth and short-term cows from 1300 to $1,660. 2 consignments of replacement heifers in Lewistown sold strong. Some 650-pound heifers brought $1,400, and 600-pounders sold for $1,360. Slaughter cows at Montana Livestock Auction up $2 to $5, mostly from $85 to $92 with a top of $97. Canner cows sold from $71 to $82. And at the Bowman Auction Market, 70 to 90-pound lambs sold from 161 to 165, some big 108-pound lambs sold for 132, and the ewes from 53 to 60. Soybeans surged higher after parts of Argentina got hit with frost this week. Otherwise, things were pretty quiet for the grains on Tuesday. We'll see how the market accepts the weather this week. Moisture never helps prices much, but plummeting temperatures and winter kill fears just might. On Tuesday, March and May, Casey Wintery, both down two and a quarter, March at 904, May at 893, March Springweight down five and three quarters at nine twenty-four. May at nine eighteen down four and three quarters. March Chicago Wheat though down 15 cents at 750. May at 682 down 13 and a half. March corn up two and three quarters at six eighty, and soybeans for March up 21 half at fifteen forty-eight. And wrapping up with these cash grain prices, Durham wheat trading from eight and a quarter to nine dollars, Top Pro Wintery $845 to $9.15, and 14 Pro Spring Wheat from $8.60 to $9. Thanks for joining us for this morning's Market Report from the Northern Ag Network. I'm Coulter Brown.